Once important documents leave your hands, there is no telling what happens to them. Another lost discharge packet? Whoops, there goes the transfer form. Now with Backline. Securely sent documents electronically right to patients and other providers, both inside and outside of your organization. Backline, next generation healthcare communication. Learn more at drfirst.com. Despite the widespread availability of electronic prescribing, I mean, that's been around forever. I entered pharmacy in 2004 and we heard about the changes to prescribing and e-prescribing. Pharmacists are still plagued by the need to manually correct free text found in patient directions, known as obviously SIG codes. And for 84% of new prescriptions, which could lead to an error and take time away from the patients where the pharmacist could be doing some counseling, an overview of the entire patient's needs and or the family's needs for that matter, it slows down pharmacy productivity. So pharmacies could successfully address these safety issues, service issues, and create additional efficiencies through technology partnerships. What's exciting is to see other organizations outside of pharmacy that have everything to do with building technologies into the collaboration with pharmacists and pharmacy operations. The health technology pioneer, Dr. First, um, has come up with uh, many different ways of streamlining processes and creating safety. There's even a technology that they've come out with called Smart SIG technology, which um, I'd like to actually tech talk more about. My name is Todd Yuri, a founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm excited to uh, welcome Heidi Pollock. She's strategic program manager for Dr. First and Dr. Christopher Antipas. He is a PharmD fellow Pittsburgher with Asti's Pharmacy, and he's coming back to the Pharmacy Podcast Welcome back, Chris. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to uh, to hear you and see you again, uh, and looking forward to the to the discussion. Well, I'm ten times more excited because uh, you're my favorite provider, and um, we have another pharmacist on, which um, I'm a I'm a fan of, and that is is Heidi. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to uh, be on my first podcast. So I'm a, a I don't know if I'm a veteran now. I don't know how many years you have to be in pharmacy before you're considered a veteran. But I started in pharmacy in technology, specifically with institutional pharmacy systems right in Pittsburgh, as a matter of fact, SoftWriters, creator of Framework LTC. And I remember when uh, their VP of technology and in software started talking about the need for e-prescribing and the increase of e-prescribing. And it was fascinating to me. So before I get into some questions about how Dr. First is being leveraged to increase efficiency and decrease safety issue or, or yeah, decreasing um, uh, the, the, the need for uh, different safety uh, protocols, I want Heidi to just give us a, a, an overview of yourself as well as, um, as what you're doing as program manager with Dr. First. Sure. Uh, I would classify myself as a veteran. I've been in the pharmacy world for 30, almost 31 years now. Uh, I've been mostly in community pharmacy, working in the Western New York area in various roles for um, companies such as large box chains, grocery chains, uh, 
I also worked in a medical center pharmacy. And several years ago, I came to Dr. First, three years ago, um, and I said uh, to you before we started recording, I never saw myself in the technology space, but I'm really excited. Um, as I was looking for some new opportunities, I came across Dr. First, and I was just really excited to see all of the technology solutions that we had. And my brain just started spinning about how we could bring these technologies into the pharmacy space. Chris, when you were on the podcast originally, we were talking about the need for evolution in the community pharmacy space and how pharmacists that own operations and pharmacies, even multiple pharmacies, if they don't start implementing technologies to help increase efficiency and and, and move workflows forward uh, faster, they're they're gonna they're gonna go out of business just based on the competitiveness. Uh, based on the PBMs, based on chain pharmacies and what's happening. What is your take on leveraging specific technology, not for the sake of how, you know, quote unquote, it may be sexy to implement, but really it needs to make sense for your operations. So specifically, what have you been doing in the world of e-prescribing and leveraging uh, new technologies to increase workflow and um, decrease errors? Yeah, I think it's it's a great point. I mean, the reality the reality is that technology will continue to advance. And while healthcare seems to be behind the curve in, in many ways, unfortunately, this these advances in technology are catching up. I think that, you know, we we have these technical tasks that we're doing throughout the day that, you know, one of our core responsibilities in the pharmacy and as a pharmacy owner, one of our objectives and it's tied obviously to our to our reimbursement, our payment model, is to provide patients with their medications. And by and large, and, I, and this is what I preach to my colleagues, is say that, you know, we could be replaced with a vending machine, essentially, right? It, it's not that difficult to do things like we're gonna talk about today with artificial intelligence to, to be able to interpret what a physician or a, or a prescriber wants their patient to, to take, to consume, uh, it's not difficult really to do that. And if you're not prepared to, to deliver value outside of, of providing a product, then you're definitely doomed. And so it's exciting for me to see these advances in technology. And we're, we're trying to leverage as much of this as we can. Uh, we're very excited about Dr. First, what, what they're bringing to the table, because yet again, if it can take more of our, take more of our time away from these technical tasks, and, and give us the opportunity to flex our clinical muscles and actually improve adherence or improve medication use, deliver the outcomes necessary to keep folks out of the hospital, keep them healthy and happy. I mean, that that is where we can actually distinguish our abilities from our competitors. Uh, so I, I'm 100% on board with this being a need for the future of our profession. And any opportunity we have to embrace it and implement these types of technologies uh, we're absolutely, absolutely doing that. Heidi, there's a study that Dr. Nick Barger with Doctors First um, participated in coming up with some metrics. And one of the examples that came out of the study was processing 250 prescriptions in a day could save more than 5.4 hours per month. And when I think of that compounded over time, that's critical hours that could be spent on counseling patients and really digging into what ancillary issues that a patient could be facing and 
could literally save lives. So could you kind of unpack uh, the specific technology that we're speaking of today that does in fact uh, encompass the world of artificial intelligence, which to me is so fascinating. Absolutely. And it has been so exciting to you know watch this technology evolve. Uh, it's one of our technologies and it's called, it's actually called Smart Suite. Um, part of it, and it's broken down into segments, one of which you referenced earlier called Smart Sig, but Smart Suite is a complement of patented AI solutions that really help workflow um, and reduce data entry errors. So what it does is it looks at, this technology is able to look at drug information, its dose, unit, route, and frequency, and it can translate that information from one system into another. Um, I don't think, I never really appreciated how different computer technology systems were. Um, they speak different languages in some cases in the background. They all may be doing the same thing, uh, but the information in one may not be exactly like the information in another. So when they're trying to talk to each other through something like e-prescribing, you know, what's coming out of the e-prescribing software may not match what the pharmacy system is expecting and, and outputting to the pharmacist. So we can take that information from the doctor's system in one form get it into the pharmacy system and through the AI, it can then translate it and give it to the pharmacist as expected. So we will reduce the need for them to select a drug, select its dose, select uh, the direction. So we're gonna reduce clicks and keystrokes and that's where the time saving comes in. I can now walk away because I haven't had to input that. Um, I can check it, it's accurate and I can spend more time with my patients. So I think of the starting at the pharmacy management system from the prescription perspective, that's not where it starts. It really starts at the physician's level where they're actually making the, the prescription uh, take place, usually through the electronic health record. Can you take me through the workflow? Show me the dominoes that fall where it comes to Chris and his team picking it up um, as the pharmacy. So. What would happen is the doctor on his end is going to go through their steps of doing kind of exactly what we do on the pharmacy side. They have to have a patient. The doctor obviously is themselves. They'll select the drug and they're using a database. And, and that's the other thing I never recognized as a pharmacist, how many different drug databases there are out there. There isn't just one source of NDCs for doctors and pharmacists to use. There's multiple ones. So let's say a doctor uses drug database A and it only has 65,000 active NDCs in it. As the script gets to the pharmacy, it, the pharmacy system is going to read all of that code and, and start to translate it. Well, what if the pharmacy is using drug database B and it has 190 potential NDCs? There could be some mismatches. There may be some instances where they don't know what each other wants. So what Smart Suite can do is since 2015, we've processed about 7 billion prescriptions and we've taken our AI and we've taught it to look for certain things and expect certain things. So with great intelligence, it can take the drug that the doctor sent over and translate it into what the pharmacy is expecting. So what happens, Chris's pharmacy gets the prescription, the drug is entered correctly, 
the dose is entered correctly and the directions are entered correctly. His staff would not have to do that manually now. You know, Chris, when I hear about technology, I talked to a digital health philosopher a bunch, uh, Dr. John Nasta, and he's been on our show several times. And we really go outside the box and start uh, kind of diving into where big data is going, where predictive modeling is going, how artificial intelligence will help increase uh, drug trials and the development of medications and pharmacogenomics. So all this future stuff sounds great, but when it, when the rubber hits the road and and you're you know losing money per prescription and you're you're fighting the insurance companies and you're dealing with you know, em employee issues or, you know, just the challenges of running a pharmacy. I always start thinking of you, the owner of where this technology truly makes operational sense. Can you take what, what Heidi was talking about and really from your perspective, how has Dr. First and the, uh, the bolt on um, APIs that are talking with such technology, how has that made your operations uh, run smoother and more efficient? Yeah, so, I mean, I think if we look at just the way that the, the, the pharmacies are handling these types of orders, you know, I often, I think about when patients come to the front counter and they hand a prescription, uh, we've communicated to, communicated to our staff, uh, just take care of people as quickly as you can, as efficiently as you can, be aware that, you know, if you've got a line of three or four people and somebody walks in the pharmacy and they look like they're having a really bad day or they're it's a it's a mom or a dad that's got sick kids in the car. You know, the idea of waiting in line is fair, but get her out the door. Right. She probably just came from a doctor's appointment, kids kicking and screaming, get them taken care of. And so we've got to be reprioritizing every really every minute of every day. Uh, for some of these factors that you can't necessarily predict. Uh, these are the humanistic aspects. I'm sure you've talked about with some of your guests, social determinants of health and how, you know, we have to be really aware of the full picture of the patient before we can actually truly begin to make an impact on them. So these sorts of technologies uh, and, and really the way the Dr. First uh, product works, it, it just, it's not like it's shaving, uh, you know, 50% of the time to get a prescription fill ready, but there is a bit of a stress whenever the, the you get the e-script, for example, the pharmacist has to really hone in. And, and if they're delegating this to the technician, the same, same applies for the technician. You've got to validate that what the doctor is prescribing is indeed what you're selecting in your system. Because as Heidi mentioned, right, there, there are databases out there that have a lot of NDCs. We've got a lot of NDCs within our own system. Manufacturers have had to change the names of their drugs because of look-alike, sound-alike. And, you know, it, in some cases with some drugs, you've really got to match the NDC number uh, exactly to confirm that you've been, you're dispensing the appropriate drug. So kind of taking a little bit of that pressure off where you're now validating a, a system that has a high level of accuracy, uh, it, it definitely opens up the opportunity for you to engage in some of those other elements of prioritizing patient care and, and actually engaging with your patient. Uh, and so we definitely 
certainly in our pharmacy, we prioritize those patient engagements. So uh, we're making that work, but I would look to other pharmacy settings as well, where they may not have as much staff on hand and they're, they're struggling to make it through their days, you know, filling a thousand prescriptions a day as we do uh, on average, we've got a lot of staff that can help provide some of those support roles. So uh, it's just really, it's important for us to stay with these current times of, uh, of removing some of these menial tasks, of, as I've said, because it has helped us. It, it has, you know, allowed us to engage with our patients in a way where we can make an impact. Bob, can I expand a little bit um, on how this helps pharmacies? There was a study out of the University of Michigan. It was published in 2019 in BMJ Quality and Safety. They found that pharmacies had to edit 84% of all e-prescription directions. That's a lot of manual work to do. Um, they found that there were 832 permutations of the simple directions, take one tablet, by mouth daily. So think of how that could just get morphed uh, into something that might not be, I don't wanna say incorrect, but just not as um, explanatory to the patient. We have to be very specific. You have to tell them, take it by mouth or inhale. You have to make sure that every piece of those directions can be comprehended by the patient so they take it correctly. So by using something like SmartSuite where we have filled that in, um, and we can do that 92% of the time, um, we're gonna save a lot of time and accuracy for the pharmacy. Ongoing collaboration with physicians between the physician and pharmacist is so important. I wanna kind of dig into um, a, another technology in the portfolio um, of Dr. First uh, called Backline. And I wanted to ask Chris, um, you know, your usage of this technology, so you have secure messaging, so that you can communicate with physicians. Is this something that's happening on the fly? Is this happening during final checks? Uh, where in workflow is this um, you know, not disturbing your pharmacy operation, but giving greater insight and collaboration between your pharmacists and your physicians? Yeah, I would say it's one of the it's single biggest impacts we've made with our provider relationships. Uh, we use it all day, every day. As I'm on this call with you, I'm seeing on my computer screen communications between my staff and providers validating, uh, hey, I have this issue. Can, 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 can I send you this patient? This is the provider asking the question. They're not necessarily the doctors or, and, and prescribers themselves, uh, but much of their staff asking us, questions about being able to help their patients. And then likewise, my staff saying, hey, you know, this is an example just from the other day, a, a patient uh, was getting two medications that we didn't necessarily think they should be getting together. Simple message to the, to the staff. And within minutes, less than that, we get a response back. No, she's supposed to discontinue this one medicine. Just, just cancel that script. The alternative is you call a phone number, you go through the prompts. They don't want to talk to pharmacies. Like if you say you're from a pharmacy, they're like, send us an electronic request for a refill. It's like, no, 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 no. I need to talk to you about a patient. Like there's an actual conversation we need to have about a mutual patient. And then once you do that, then you can get through the barriers. And then 10 minutes later, you're finally leaving a message for the nurse who's unable to speak to you. So I think that it's, un, it's, it's almost unbelievable how 
much of an impact it's made on us. Now, you, ha you have to convince these providers to, to utilize the tool, but we've been able to do this with many practices and it is, it's, it's been huge for us. And it's really, I think, helped patient, improve patient care, uh, expedite our ability to deliver medicines to patients. So all around, like I can't say enough about how helpful this tool has been for us. Heidi, there's transmission capabilities uh, for audio, uh, pictures, documents that this, um, this tool allows the physician and pharmacy to communicate this backline um, piece of technology. Can you expand upon that a little bit and then talk about integration to the EHR systems too? Absolutely. Um, backline is very comprehensive. It isn't just secure messaging. Uh, you can attach, as you said, audio recordings. Uh, those are probably easiest done from a mobile device. So uh, that's the other thing about backline. First and foremost, it can be on a web-based device, a computer, or it can be on a mobile device, such as a tablet, um, iOS, or Android device. So you can message. During that message, if you have worked with the doctor and you have an e-care plan, so your attachments can be Word documents, PDFs, Excel spreadsheets. Um, we've actually had doctors send recordings of patients breathing and doctors diagnosing someone from afar. Uh, we have a children's hospital that sends pictures of babies in the NICU to their parents who are miles and miles away and, you know, sadly can't be at uh, incubator side with their, their infants. So it's a great tool. Uh, you can also send forms that can be electronically signed. We all have documents. Maybe you need a release form in order to send something to a patient or look in their um, HIE. So you can send the document via backline. Someone can sign with their finger on their phone and send it back. It's just, and telehealth. So it really is a great all-in-one tool. And I've been very much a part of that tool and watching it evolve uh, over the course of the past several years into something, you know, just so much bigger and better. It's great. Just fax it. Just just the old-fashioned link right. And that's what we hear. I am on so many calls with potential backline clients and every one of them faxes and they hate it. They talk about hating faxing, but everybody does it and we laugh about how healthcare is so far behind. But yes, backline can replace your fax machine. And the beauty of it is all of what you're doing, all of those documents um, stay within the secure cloud. So if I were to take a picture from my mobile device, that picture doesn't stay on my camera roll, so it's secure. You know, think about people taking just pictures and then sharing them back and forth. You know, very easy to violate HIPAA with a standard text message. Absolutely. One of the things as I'm listening to Heidi, Chris, I'm thinking about is the time that you have for counseling with patients that, as you said earlier in this interview, you're observing these patients coming in the line and um, color of skin, uh, nervousness, anxiety, um, you know, not being able to focus, um, possibly even a smell. I mean, there's so many things that... You're absolutely correct. Technology will never uh, catch up and or it'll take years for it to um, come out with the doctor first artificial android that will literally walk around and, and uh, take care of patients. But we're, we're obviously years away from that. So the human part of this is what I want to hear more about. How, has these, how have these technologies 
and the acceleration of artificial intelligence, how do you see it starting to give you more time with your patient to catch other things that we may not be talking about directly through the prescription from the physician, but things that are happening within that patient's life that you're picking up as a pharmacist? Yeah, I think this is, you know, something that many pharmacists, uh, they, it's like a subconscious thing that they do. It's just part of their innate approach to patient care. And as with many things, some are better than others. The reality is that if we put ourselves in the shoes of a patient, if you think about any time you or a loved one has interacted with the healthcare system, it's overwhelming. You're, it's, it, you know, I just yesterday w- visited uh, with a doctor with my grandmother who's in her early 90s, uh, diagnosed with a, a rare condition that uh, is going to require some pretty intensive therapy. And, uh, you know, just the overwhelming nature of that, the confusion, the questions, you've got a doctor that's relaying information. Were I not to be there as somebody who's an informed healthcare provider, I can't imagine my mother and my grandmother trying to digest the information that they just received. And so every day when I wake up, I think about the hundreds, you know, three, 500, 800 people that we're going to directly touch in that given day. And you think about based on the medications, like I can begin to paint a picture of what's going on in your world. And it takes time to build relationships with patients and and you have to build trust and confidence. But you, you can see again, through your own experiences that when someone takes the time to talk to you, to give you eye contact, to, to, to make you feel like you are the only thing that matters right now, right? You are the center of the universe. This conversation is about you and I'm here to help you. I mean, this is, this is transformative. This is how we can deliver healthcare outcomes that are otherwise unachievable. And the key ingredient to being able to do that is time. Uh, beyond time, of course, is a commitment to taking care of people, but a commitment in the absence of time is is a non-starter. You can't you can't go anywhere. So for me, these technologies and the efficiencies, it's all about delivering uh, better patient care through these direct patient engagements. That's our approach. Other entities, obviously, we have to run an efficient business that's sustainable, that makes money. And I know maybe many pharmacy owners are out there saying, "Well, that's all well and good. I got to pay my bills." I mean, you gain efficiencies. Uh, but as I've said before with you, Todd, like we will have to prove our value for us to survive in this healthcare ecosystem. Our value is in reducing total cost of care. You reduce total cost of care by influencing patient behaviors and you influence patient behaviors by having a relationship with your patients. So it all ties back to this ability to engage with your patients. And if, if you're not leveraging technology, you just can't keep up to be able to do that. I immediately, as I'm hearing you and I'm listening to you, Chris, I'm thinking of adherence and how the pharmacist is that that door that can keep the door shut from patients slipping into non-adherence and going back to the hospital and uh, creating additional healthcare um, spiraling costs that explode and and uh, really become debilitating of that um, patient and their family if they have to incur those costs that aren't covered by whatever insurance program that they're part of. So that adherence 
piece is so important. And I think of how uh, technology and follow-up for our, mo our most serious patients and those chronic patients who are dealing with diabetes, the hypertension, uh, something ongoing, even a mental disorder where they have to upkeep on uh, specific medications based on those physician orders where a pharmacist can coach and really in, in seeing that patient as much as possible, even through the telehealth systems that have been accelerated because of COVID-19. How do you see technology continuing to evolve, Chris, to give pharmacists more freedom to really dig into um, patient population health and creating this coach environment, this health coach environment that is so needed today? Yes, yeah, I think it's pretty clear to me. Again, we talk about the telehealth and the video conferencing, the features available through Backline. Um, you know, we're touching these patients, I think on average, the average patient with a chronic condition, you know, they, they I think on average have more than one, maybe two or three. They're taking five or six medications a month and they, they interact with their pharmacy three to four times a month. That's three to four times either in person, over the phone. You, if you were to pick up the phone and call the pharmacy, short of the fact that I'm, I'm on the podcast right now, you would get me, you would be able to speak with me. Our patients have our cell phone numbers. We're sending delivery drivers to their home. Our delivery drivers are able to do a video televisit just to see what's going on. And I mean, this is the gateway, right? Physicians are just not that accessible. Their, their, you know, their support staff are not accessible. You can't just walk in and see your doctor, but you have that ability to do that with your pharmacist. And sadly, pharmacists have been kind of viewed as just a, a person who helps you get your medicine and, and nothing more than that. And, and I, I look to our my competitors, my peers, my colleagues that have really turned our industry into this transactional based type of arrangement. And there's nothing more than that. But those individuals, those patients that are engaging with the pharmacy like Asti's are able to see that, wow, your pharmacist can be much, much more. And especially as we've learned from COVID, we need to use technology to be able to touch patients. And what's fascinating is, you know, we'll get health plans that call us to say, we can't get a hold of this patient. Can you help us? Yep. Literally, while I have them on this phone, I pick up the other phone and I call the number and they answer immediately. Hey, hey, what's up? What do you need? I need you to call your insurance company, your health plan. They need to talk to you about something. Oh, okay. I, they may have called me. I got a bunch of calls from this 800 number, but I, I don't answer that stuff. But I'll, I'll handle it. I'll take care of it. This, this, is the, this is the influence that I reference. And the more that we can use especially something like a secure video pathway to see those patients and all the things that you described, the, the nonverbal hints and cues, the more that we can use those technologies to engage and, and further assess and understand the social determinants that influence a patient's care uh, and their outcome, I think the better. I mean, this is the future. If you're not embracing it, see you later. Good luck. The trust that the patient has with their community pharmacist is 
is like no other. It's it, you're the number one trusted provider, and in the healthcare space, you're number two to nurses. Nurses are trusted more in this space, but when it comes to that provider touch, that physician uh, to care to pharmacist, that triangle. Um, that's why I always refer to pharmacist as the hub of healthcare. I'm listening to what Chris is saying, Heidi, and I immediately had a question that I wanted to. Um, ask you and your advice and direction as our listeners are listening to you, pharmacy owners are listening to this podcast. And I want to say, what can Dr. First do to help kind of coach the physician teams that these pharmacists are dealing with to help them embrace the technology so that we're all using technologies that are, are you know, communicating with each other. So, you know, these great tools, uh, you know, that backline, for example, would be amazing if overnight we had other physician primary care health systems, you know, utilizing this technology so that our community pharmacies are, are in the know and aren't left out uh, based on probably change orders that are sometimes a nightmare. So can you kind of give advice to the listener of, of how they, what steps they can take to, to get the uh, to get the closed loop to take place. Well, that's the beauty of Doctor First is we work uh, with all types of healthcare providers. So, if a pharmacy has a doctor that they're really interested in in talking with using Backline, and they haven't quite been able to, you know, bridge that gap, we are happy to you know meet with them together. You know, obviously, Chris has amazing relationships with his providers, and he's been able to to get them to move forward. And as you have those relationships, if they're just not tipped over that edge yet, you know, please call us in. We can help demonstrate the value that we've been bringing to pharmacies and providers across this nation for years. Um, and we have a very strong hold in that provider space. Um, our, our name, for instance, is Dr. First. Everything that we do uh, when we were first formed as a company was to help the doctor be a doctor first. Uh, I love the origin of our name. And now we've just branched out to all the healthcare providers. And, you know, for me, um, pharmacy first, you know, I want pharmacists to be able to use this technology. That is really what brought me to Dr. First. I'm so passionate about helping pharmacists be the best they can be. And to Chris's point, you have to embrace technology. It is here. It's not going away. Studies show that People just respond to messages, text messages, so much quicker than they do phone calls. You also, you don't know where someone is when you're trying to contact them. But so a text message, you could get them while they're out and about, while they're at a movie, whatever. So people need to embrace secure messaging um, or they just, you know, and other technologies or they're just not going to survive. It's, and they've just got to come to that reality. And I get that, you know, you've got to pay your bills. Um, but sometimes you got to spend money to make money. And, you know, uh, the technologies in some cases are not that costly. Um, they're, they're very reasonably priced uh, to fit people's budgets uh, because we want people to have those technologies. Well, Chris, you've uh, got me going. Um, I need to come down and see you in in our great uh, city of Pittsburgh, and we got to get out to lunch or something like that. But thanks so much for coming back and and being a guest again. Your insights are always fascinating, and I love the rubber hits the road uh, interpretation of technology, um, where it's actually making an impact to your business, and then more importantly to the care of your patients. So I, I very much thank you. 
it, as I said, it's my pleasure. I, I appreciate you. I mean, you know, your your work and your ability to to broadcast a message to help connect our industry. I mean, this is really powerful work. So uh, the industry owes you uh, its gratitude for helping to share ideas and share these thoughts. So I, I'm sure that's a part of your mission and you're accomplishing it. So as I said, it's my pleasure to be here and thank you for what you're doing for, for our profession and for patients everywhere. You're gonna get me verklempt. I'm gonna start crying. So I'm gonna <laughs> turn you off now, put your microphone on mute. Uh, so Heidi, thank you so much for being on the pharmacy podcast. Um, I take uh, a great pride in, in delivering messaging that makes sense to the pharmacists and the pharmacy operators. If you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to send this to a local physician, um, we'll help you do that. If you call our uh, offices, 412-585-4001, that's 412-585-4001. I will personally help you reach more physicians in your community through podcasting. It's something I believe in. It's easy to use when you're jogging or, or, or walking, exercising, chopping vegetables, doing something where you're listening and learning. We will help you reach other uh, physicians uh, through the Doctor First uh, technologies and then get you in touch with Doctor First. In our show notes, we will have ways for you to reach out to the Doctor First team. Heidi, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate this. I can't thank you enough. Uh, as I said just a few moments ago, it's just a deep passion of mine to to really help pharmacists. And as I've gone through my career, you know, I've broadened that reach. First, it was just at a single location, a pharmacy where I, you know, was the best pharmacist I could be. Then it was a regional manager, and now it's at a company like Doctor First, which is national. And and I do I, I see their struggles uh, every day. I had those struggles and. When I found Dr. First, I thought to myself, man, I wish I had this technology when I was at my grocery chain. I just see the value in it. Um, and don't be scared of it. I think that's part of it. Uh, a lot of people are scared of technology. They're scared of change. Pharmacists get very comfortable in their routines. We like to do the same thing over and over. Um, embrace change. Change is good. Technology is good. And we're here to walk you through that process. We're not going to turn you on and let you go. Uh, we've got teams that will help you uh, embrace that technology, teach your team to use that technology. Um, so, you know, it's just what we want to do. It's our passion here at Dr. First to help provide of all kinds. Thank you. I, I very much do appreciate, appreciate you being here and sharing. Once again, you listening, you are the hub of healthcare. Pharmacy Podcast is here for you. Um, we will support you any way that we can. Chris, can't wait to talk to you again. And um, listeners, I just thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Mm -hmm.